Welcome to the Travel Squad Podcast. We adventure the world together one passport stamp at a time. We're here to share travel news, tips, and our own adventures with you. Every Travel Tuesday, we share stories on a variety of topics, including our hometown San Diego, hiking, weekenders, national parks, international getaways, and inspiring you to go on your own adventures, even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. And I'm Kim. And And we're we're the the Travel Travel Squad Squad Podcast. Podcast. So grab your ticket and your passport. And don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Welcome to this week's episode of the Travel Squad Podcast. Today, we are talking all about free national parks to visit in the U.S. Who doesn't love a free national park? We love them. We're going to give you and dive into 10 free national parks in this episode. As a matter of fact, National Park Week is starting April 22nd. So this episode airs here on the 11th. So in a few days, it is the start of National Park Week. And we thought, what better time to bring this episode to you than during this week? Now, do keep in mind, during National Park Week, every national park in the U.S. is free to enter. But what we're talking about right now are 10 free national parks that are always free year-round. It's not free the whole week, though, Jamal. It's only free the first day of National Park. Yes, and if I didn't clarify that, I apologize. I thought I had, but thank you for the reiteration on that, Brittany. Only the first day of National Park Week is the free entrance. But again, this episode, we're going to go over free national parks for you to visit all year round that have no entrance fees. I know the National Park is doing this because they want to get people excited about seeing these parks, experiencing the culture, and that's fucking amazing. I didn't realize that just one day of the year, every single park in the country is free. (laughs) I'm now thinking in my head, like, how many parks can I visit if I plan it right, maybe I can go to this one and fly across the country, go to this one. <laughs> or you can really, just buy your America the Beautiful for 80 bucks. They're really not that expensive to visit in general, but I'm glad that there are still parks out there that allow you to enter for free any time of year. It's mm-hmm. really cool, especially when you think about how much time and energy and devotion is put into preserving these spaces when we have, not to get political, but like, you know, every so here and then we have people talking about wanting to take this park back and drill it or do this, you know, right. or station it. And um, I just am grateful we have these parks and I'm grateful that they are free. I'm especially excited because on this list of free annual national parks, we actually had to remove one recently. Great Smoky Mountains National Park used to be free all year round, but we recently had to remove it because they changed the rules. Mm -hmm. It is now paid. You don't necessarily have to pay to enter it because of the geography and the setup. Yeah, main highway runs right through it. And because of that, it used to be free. But now you are technically supposed to pay to park in the trailhead parking lots Mm -hmm. if you plan to be at a spot for more than 15 minutes so that does not give you a lot of time they want you to pay for a day pass so there's urgency behind this you guys see it before it's gone see it while it's free and start with this list yeah and did you say you were excited about the fact that they took away it free or excited to let people know to go with the urgency? Because I feel like you said you're excited. Oh, I thought I heard you say that you're excited. When I went to Great Great Smoky Mountains, it was free. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah. But unfortunately, y'all, you have missed your chance to experience it for free. But you can still experience these ones that we have on our list. Absolutely. 
So we do have a few tips for you guys. We don't have that many, so we're going to keep it pretty short and dive into those (laughs) before we dive into the episode. First thing I just want to bring up to everyone is just keep in mind that although the entrance to the park is free, that doesn't mean that there aren't things within the park that are free as well. So sometimes they're remote destinations, and so transportation to get to the island is not free. It's the entrance to the park that's what's free. Right. Or the first national park that we're going to mention, it's free because this national park happens to be in a city in a downtown area. But if you want to do something within the national park specifically, and we're going to talk about that shortly, then it has that admission cost. So again, just entrance and a great point to mention. Another good point and tip is download offline maps. We say it all the time. We're going to say it again. Some of these places are in remote regions. You do want to have that for you. Very clutch to have offline maps and then my tip is bring bug spray you're in nature so there's going to be bugs there's some national parks where they're more plentiful than others Mm -hmm. but always good to have that in your hiking day pack absolutely couldn't agree more on that one you definitely yeah definitely (laughs) done with the bugs and you want to have some sunscreen so let's jump right into it number one i kind of teased on it again free national park for you to visit all year round hot springs national park in arkansas And we've had many episodes where we talked about how much we love it. We love it, one, because it's free, two, because it's an awesome park. But like we were saying earlier in the tips, this is one where the park is in the middle of a downtown. But if you want to experience the hot springs and the bathhouses that they have, you do have to pay to enter those. But to go and stroll the downtown where they have the bathhouses, absolutely free for you. Even doing some of the hiking behind those bathhouses within nature is free. Yeah, it really depends on what you want to get out of this national park. The hiking in the park is free. They have some really good trails. It's a really good park to visit. We did it in a day. However, I would recommend two days there. I feel like when we went, we said we would have loved to have an extra day there. Yeah. But it is a really cool national park. You can see still the steam coming out of some of the vents in the roads and you can see some of those natural hot spring areas so it's definitely worth visiting and we've talked about this in other episodes it's an underrated national park and it's free go visit it even if you're strolling the downtown area or you're just doing a road trip and stopping through i think it's worth the stop it is a really cool national park and it's in arkansas which if it wasn't on your bucket list this part should put it on there you have to go and i think it's cool that it's home to the only brewery that exists in a national park mm-hmm. that's pretty cool and it has a really rich cultural past the his the american history that exists here is really cool from the mlb to the American gangsters. Yep. And if you want to hear more about all that history and stuff we're talking about, do yourself a favor. Go back to listen to our episode that's exclusively on Hot Springs National Park, episode 22. But I just love this national park. We've hyped it up so many times in so many different episodes. It's a great free national park. And even if you aren't going to pay the little bit to utilize the bathhouses that they have in there and soak and do a spa experience in the natural hot springs that are all around the city, you would be doing yourself a favor by just even enjoying the downtown region and even the nature mountainous forest that they have behind the city. Real great park. So number two on our list is Virgin Islands National Park. Jamal and I visited in January of 2021. 
and it's located on the island of St. John in the U.S. Virgin Islands, which is southeast of Florida, about 40 miles east of Puerto Rico. It's in the Caribbean Sea. It's really beautiful. It has so much to offer. Like I mentioned, it's on an island, St. John, and it takes up 60% of that island, the national park. So it has a huge presence there. However, there is a caveat. There is no airport that takes you to this island, so you have to fly to a different island and then take a ferry or a boat to get to this national park. Right. So to get to the U.S. Virgin Islands, you could either be on a cruise or if you're flying, you would fly to St. Thomas, which is the main island that has the largest population. From there, you can catch a very inexpensive ferry from St. Thomas to St. John. So again, caveat, free national park. But to get there, you need to know somebody with a boat to take you or take that boat yourself from the main island over there. But when people think of the Virgin Islands or the Caribbean, I mean, you think of white sand beaches, lush, tropical, etc., And it's all of that. And at the same time, if you know that's what you're going to encounter in the Caribbean, imagine how beautiful this place has to be for them to even make it a national park. It's that extra special, beautiful bays where you can snorkel with all types of sea life. We went to a couple locations where they're famous for sea turtles and it's snorkeling there, this and that. And there's also hiking and a rich history of like plantations of the sugarcane plantations and rum and other stuff that they have there. So really unique national park as a whole. So we got to do a really cool hike on this island. It went down to sugar plantation ruins. There were a ton of hermit crabs there too. Then we went to a secluded beach on this hike and we even got to see ancient petroglyphs that were carved into some of the rock along the way. So that was really cool. But the highlights for sure are definitely the beaches, the snorkeling there, and you can drive all around the national park. It's free. But I do want to mention there is one spot within the national park that you do have to pay for, which is called Trunk Bay. It's one of the most popular and photographed beaches in St. John. So if you do go there, you do have to pay. But all of the other beaches within this national park, all of the other hikes, everything is free. And a beach to note is going to be Maho Beach. This one was our favorite. Beautiful white sand beach. It's famous for its sea turtles that I was mentioning earlier. And why so many sea turtles come here is there's a seagrass bed that's from the beach like 30 yards out. So like 100 feet of lush seagrass. And they're obviously feeding on it. And this was the place, even with that seagrass, where we saw the sea turtle find the jellyfish, chomp on the jellyfish. <laughs> and just even while we were snorkeling to see that. And all in all, you know, you won't be disappointed with St. John and going to the Virgin Islands National Park. I love this one because it feels like an international vacation when you're still in the U.S. and you're in a national park. Yeah. It feels even more international because they drive on the left-hand side of the road. Oh. Look at that. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Number three on our list is Congaree National Park. This one's located in South Carolina. It's technically, I guess the closest major town would be about 30 minutes from Columbia, the mm -hmm. capital, but I would not consider that a major town necessarily. <laughs> Most people will probably be going to Charleston, and that's about a two-hour drive. So right. it's pretty close and a really, really good day trip, and it won't even take your full day. Yeah, you can easily do it in half a day. About two hours there, two hours driving back, and I would say less than four hours in the park. You could spend more, of course. You could. So the park is totally underrated. We went in May of 2022. We had the park primarily to ourselves, so maybe depending on time of year, you might as well. Another one of the really cool highlights of this trip is the fireflies. 
we didn't get to see that when we were there because we didn't plan to be there at night. But if you are going to see this national park any time of year, it's free. And on top of that, they have a really cool firefly experience that you can do. Yeah, and about six months ago, we had an episode specifically on Congaree National Park. So if you're interested, go back and listen to it. We even mentioned in that episode that unless it's your bucket list item goal to every national park, you know, I wouldn't necessarily make a specific trip to go to Congaree, right? But even still, if you're in Charleston, Hilton Head, Myrtle Beach, which is all popular places along the coast in South Carolina, you can invest a two-hour drive inland and make a little day trip, break up your beach experience, and go to Congaree. And I don't think we even mentioned yet what Congaree National Park is. It is a forest in the western part of South Carolina. But what's unique about this forest is it acts as a natural floodplain to the Congaree River. So it's almost kind of swampy, but it's not really a swamp. It's a forest. And because of the natural floods that do come in from the Congaree River, the main highlight is walking an elevated boardwalk that the National Park has built. So you can be technically on the forest floor, but not really in the water or the mud and just kind of go through. And it's a really unique experience. And we saw a lot of wildlife when we were there and wasn't expecting it. All of a sudden we started seeing caterpillars. We saw one, we're like, oh, this is crazy. And then there was a whole bunch of them on the boardwalk. And we're like, could you imagine when these things actually have their metamorphosis and are no longer caterpillars and they're butterflies? It'd almost be cool to seeing those fireflies. Then in the river areas where it's flooded over, there are little lakes and you could see alligators in there. And I know some people might say, oh, I don't want to see that. But then we saw turtles in there also. We even saw a tortoise on land going through the thicket so really unique forest environment that you wouldn't really expect to see i mean who sees a flooded forest in the united states and you can't hear at congaree and it's a free national park yeah i definitely think it's underrated i want to say it's like the seventh least visited national park in the u.s so we did see other people but we saw only a handful of people otherwise we had parts of it completely to ourselves when we were looking out at the alligator at one of the lakes it was weston lake no one else was there to view that alligator with us we had that whole viewing deck to ourselves so that was really cool so if you're in the area definitely hit up congaree national park Hey squatties, let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian Island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you. So all you have to do is download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. Number four on our list is Cuyahoga Valley National Park. And this national park is located in Ohio. Jamal and I visited in July 2022. And I would say there is a reason why this national park is free. 
Yes, I would definitely <laughs> say so. You know, what's funny is when you actually Google images of Cuyahoga Valley National Park, it's very serene, very pretty. And I don't know if we were there during the wrong time of season to kind of see that stuff with a little bit more river flow and the rocks and colors that I expect to actually see. But when we were there in July, again, you know, hot summer, didn't really get to see that. But they have a lot of unique stuff that we really didn't get to partake on. We were there in Ohio, so we went to Cuyahoga, but the, our purpose wasn't to go there. We were going to Cedar Point, bucket list, amusement park destination for me. Um, but they have lots of unique stuff that I wish we did where they have the train that you could take through the Cuyahoga Valley. But what this area actually is, is the natural forest that actually lies between Cleveland, Ohio and Akron. And so it's the river that run runs through and that river then flows into Lake Erie itself. So it is a beautiful natural environment, but we did the main hike to do, which is called the ledges hike. And it's one of those things where I, I just didn't understand, you know, the lore of what everyone said this was great. But I guess in a state like Ohio, where there is only the one national park, like people are excited about this and it has a unique lore to it of just being like this, you know, untouched land that's between like two major cities. It has a great history of the reason why that river is important too. So it's protected in that way. But in terms of overall scenic beauty, what say like I was wowed by it but if you're in Cleveland definitely worth a visit I mean I'm looking at pictures on Google images and I I agree it looks serene it looks gorgeous there's waterfalls there's lush greenery there's fall autumn colors from online it says that the best time to visit is spring to see wildflowers so if you're hearing this in April go in spring or in fall because the fall colors really come out and some of these pictures really show gorgeous orange red yellow fall colors so Maybe it was just the July time of year that you went. Could have been July. And again, we did the must do area. But what you're actually seeing or what I've even seen when I've done the Google images and photos, like I don't know where this was in the park that we didn't actually see it because of our research. But, well, we saw one waterfall, which was one of the main ones. But I mean, you Google image and you see tons of waterfalls. It's not all of the same one. Right. And so we didn't see these. So I don't know where they were because all of our research that we did of the minimal time we spent there said to do these things, Brandywine Falls, which we saw, really cool waterfall also, but there's more than that, the ledges. And like during those main ones, you don't see those stuff that you see in the Google images. So I would go back and if I'm in that area and actually try to see what I see in the Google images, because it looks very pretty. I just don't know where we missed that. You know, what was really funny was I was looking at reviews online looking at all trails and people were saying like the ledges is the must do hike like definitely go check that out someone even went as far to say don't even go to brandywine falls it's not worth it just go straight to the ledges spend all of your time there so i was like kind of in my mind thinking like let's go to the ledges first because we could at least see that as everyone's like really hyping it up yeah it was cool and they do have really cool rock formations but i think with everything else that we've seen that's been really grand we weren't as impressed but then we went to Brandywine Falls and I was actually like expecting to be underwhelmed underwhelmed, and I really liked it. Yes. And it was like, who's this person riding? Go spend <laughs> your time all at the ledges. Forget the waterfall. I'm like the waterfall was better than the ledges. So, I mean, to each your own. And like, this is a park where do your research. And I got to feel like locals probably know more than people that are writing like stuff on what to do, because I maybe we followed that and we were led astray on what it is that we did because the scenic 
pictures that you actually see when you Google it are beautiful. And we just missed that. And I don't know where it was. So we'll kind of left a lot to be desired, but I feel like if you're in the area, it could be a cool free park to explore and take your time to find that stuff. Another free park, actually in California this time, is the Redwood National Park. And I unknowingly went here <laughs> in probably 2008. I went up on a spring break trip with some friends and we stayed in Arcata and we did a Fern Canyon hike. Come to find out years later, that was Redwood National Park. And so it's cool because there really isn't, at least when I was there, there wasn't like an entrance to the park. There's not really. So that's what makes these free parks free a lot of times is they can't put a gate on it. It's nature. Well, not only nature, it's a major highway that runs right through there. I mean, there's Redwoods National Park and Redwoods State Park, which they coincide together really as one. But you have the famous Highway 101 that kind of run through there. They're major through affairs, so they can't regulate it, right? So it's a highway that you can pass through if you're just driving because it's really the only way to get north and south in that region. But once you get to the trailheads to park, they don't charge you for it. Now, are they going to do what you mentioned of that little caveat on Great Smoky Mountains? Maybe so, but as it stands now, that's the case where it's actually free. And the Redwoods, I would wager to say this is the start of the Pacific Northwest, a little bit of a rainforest at the very top corner of Northern California, getting to Oregon, Washington. But this is home to the tallest trees in the world right here at Redwood National Park. So if you want to feel like a tiny little ant amongst giants, come to Redwoods and really just appreciate that beautiful coastline jagged california coastline plus tallest trees in the world you can't go wrong yeah the tallest tree in the park and in the world is 380 feet tall like can you imagine wow. standing right next to that you would feel like a little ant it's crazy but that tree its name is hyperion is actually protected and its location is not shared so people don't really know if they're standing next to the tallest tree in the world or not but there are a lot of really cool other big trees in the park, there's actually a tree named Big Tree. It's estimated to be like 1,500 years old, and it's 286 feet tall. And it's 24 feet across the base. Literally, Jamal and I have a picture in front of it where we're both standing with our hands spread out, and we don't even cover, like, the base of that. Wow, so it's tall and, and wide. wide. Yeah, but uh definitely love Redwood National Park. For growing up in Northern California, I feel like we didn't go here enough and analyze this area enough. Although it highlights the redwoods, like Jamal did say, it also protects the rugged coastline as well. And so it's just a very scenic park. And if you're on your way up to the Oregon coast, this is a great national park to visit on your way up there. Number six on our list is going to be North Cascades National Park located in Washington State. Brittany and I visited this park in September of 2020. You, Kim, had actually left mm -hmm. at that point in time because this was an OG squad trip, even with Zena. We did Olympic and Mount Rainier National Park, which is also in the state of Washington, but they are not free. We continued on, did North Cascades and Glacier. North Cascades is free because another situation, highway running right through it, but this is like jagged, mountain area that I really, really loved in North Cascades. And I highly recommend if you are in the Seattle area, taking the time to go here to North Cascades. It's very remote, but very scenic. They have glaciers, they have waterfalls, they have turquoise lakes, they have mountain scenery, they have it all. Like there's so much to see within this park, even if you're not a hiker. We went to one of the 
overlooks and it was called Diablo Lake Vista Point. And Diablo Lake, if you look at it, and we're gonna post pictures on our website, the water is a bright turquoise blue. It is so bright. It's so beautiful. Definitely a place in the park that you don't wanna miss. And then one of my favorite hikes that we did in this park was called Cascade Pass. You have to go on this unpaved road to the trailhead. It's like 16 miles down this unpaved road. And as it takes forever, it takes forever to get down there. An hour. Jamal's like, you know, Jamal and his attitude sometimes. He's like, wow, you really know how to pick these hikes, don't you? (laughs) It's like one of the ones where he felt like you could get robbed and like no one would find your body. Well, this is how remote this is. Even though like a major highway runs through here, and that's why this park is actually free. If you read and do a lot of research on this park, there is a very big problem of cars at trailheads getting broken into or stolen and your items being taken from you because it's so remote that not a lot of people are really like enforcing it or whatever trails that you want to do are so far off the main highway itself, right? You really have that secluded area if you were a robber to do stuff like that. So then I knowing that and I'm in my mind, I'm just like, we're out in the middle of nowhere. I see no freaking cars like whatsoever during going down a 16 mile dirt road. Who knows if we're going to get jacked or something like that. And then we get to the trailhead. So many fucking cars. I don't even know where they came from. Did not see a goddamn car driving on that road to it. But there is a campground down there. But point being, the Cascade Pass Trail was really awesome. My favorite one. 6.5 mile round trip. We saw some wild mountain goats mm-hmm. on this one. We missed the mama and her baby cubs. That bears. Yeah, yeah, the bears that were there. Somebody told us, oh, they're right ahead. And by the time we got there, they were gone. We didn't see them. Bummer. I know, I know. But really enjoyed this national park and it's free. Don't let that bad mentality that I just described that I had in my head dissuade you from going. And this one might not be one that you'll want to go to on National Park Day or the first day of National Park Week in April because it is very, very close to Canada. You guys went in September, and so you were able to see and do things, but you had said that there were roads closed during even late into spring because of snow. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's so far north, yeah, there's a lot of snow up there. And so this national park has a short summer season where everything's accessible. So number seven on our list is Channel Islands National Park. And this national park is actually located off of the coast of California. It's actually made up of five different islands that are clumped together, and they're off the coast of California near like the Santa Barbara and Ventura region. And they're really, really cool. And they're not very often visited because of the location of it. You have to take a boat to get to the island. Of course. So either you have to have your own boat, fly in a little water plane that'll land you out there, or take a guided tour that's chartered out there on a boat itself. So again, free national park, but going to cost money to get out there, but entrance itself is free. Now, Brittany and I would love to go back and do more of the islands. We only did one island, which was Anacapa Island. It's located 12 miles off the coast and the closest island to the coast. And what a unique view when you're there to actually be on an island so far out and look back and see like mainland California and everything like that. It was really, really cool. But what's unique about Anacapa Island is it's the island where actually all the seagulls nest. 
So any I do too, but during nesting season, it was quite interesting to really just see them all there. And person and guide who took us out there basically said, what's really interesting is, yeah, there's four other islands. The birds don't even use those ones to nest for whatever reason. They all like come here, which was odd. And they have a lighthouse that's out there on that island too. And where you actually dock before you have to climb the stairs and everything to get up to surface level. Because again, it's an island out in the ocean. It's not like a sandy island. It's jagged rocks, right? There's a giant kelp forest that's down there that if you brought your bathing suit, you can snorkel. So each of the islands has something unique and different to them. And I would really love to go and explore more out there. But what a unique perspective to enjoy wildlife and i'm not talking just the birds because i know the other islands have great snorkeling and scubing and lots of dolphins and whales around in that area also but what a unique way to see wildlife in the estuary of those islands and then look back and see mainland california i will say my favorite thing on the island is there's a short hike called inspiration point hike and it's a figure eight shaped hike and it leads you to a point where you can see other portions of anacapa island and all of the other islands like in a line and so it's just a really scenic point. Plus, on top of that, you can look to the right and see the California coastline. So you can just like really take it all in. When you Google search Channel Islands, the view from Inspiration Point is what most commonly comes up. Oh. Like that's what you're going to see. There's also a lighthouse on the island, but you can't climb up it or touch it because it has a foghorn. And it's so loud that it can cause permanent hearing damage. So you can see it, but you can't like go up to it. And a little tip, if you do go to this island or any of the other ones, more particularly Anacapa, there is no shade. There's constant sun exposure. So definitely be sure to have your sunscreen, dress in layers, wear a hat. And, you know, if you're going to swim in the water, enjoy your time out there. I want to go to the other islands and swim where there's a little bit more wildlife out in that region, too. I think that would be really fun to go back. So... Do check out the Channel Islands. Number eight on our list is going to be Great Basin National Park, which is located in Nevada. This is Nevada's only national park, and Brittany and I visited here in 2018. And this is super remote. I mean, if you've been to Nevada, you've probably maybe only been to Reno, Tahoe, or Vegas. And those are the conglomerates of where there's actually anything. If you drive <laughs> anywhere else in Nevada, it is sparse, like sparse and nothing. So you got to drive through a lot of nothingness to get here, but it is well worth the visit to Great Basin. Like literally you drive through nothing. Like I kept thinking if our car broke down, I don't even know what to do because there is nothing around. But Great Basin National Park was super cool. It is super remote, but it's known for its ancient bristle cone pines, which is one of the oldest organisms in the world. And it has the Lehman Caves. It also has a glacier within the park. So we were going primarily for Lehman Caves. Did you say it has a glacier? Yeah, Wheeler Peak Glacier. A frozen glacier. Well, we didn't see it. <laughs> but it's at an elevation of 13,000 feet plus. Oh. So it's definitely high up. Well, that's confusing because it says Great Basin. Uh yeah, but like the everywhere east of the Sierra Nevadas to that region and even like into Utah is called a basin because it's like, and ironically, it's not flat. I mean, we're talking this elevation, but it's like usually flat, high elevation. And yes, there's some mountains and stuff like thrown in between. But that's why that whole area is geographically like called a basin because that area is the Great Basin. But 
you're at high elevations at that point in time with again mountains thrown in between so it does have that glacier the old trees that we're talking about i mean some of the oldest living organisms on earth that's crazy and then within the mountain itself there is the Lehman cave where you can see stalagmites stalactites and take the tour within now the tour cave does require a paid reservation because it is a ranger guided tour but at the same time you know, even if you didn't do the cave, you can enjoy your visit to Great Basin doing the other free stuff. Yeah, we went in April. And a lot of the times when you think you're going to Nevada, it's pretty hot most of the year. In April, there was snow in the area. And the hike that we wanted to do, which was the Lehman Creek Trail, we had to turn back at one point because we were going into knee-deep snow. Mm. Yeah, it was definitely worth visiting. We had a really good time. I'd want to go back and check out more of it, but we just haven't been able to go back yet. But Lehman Caves, we were the first like guided cave tours we've ever been able to do and really started our appreciation and love for caves. And the cave caves are awesome. Caves are really awesome. You want to talk about dramatic landscape, Kim? I mean, I know you're so shocked when we're talking like glacier out there. If you actually look at where Great Basin is on a map, it's very close to the Utah border. And as a matter of fact, as you're coming out of the park, you'll take a road that runs north to south. It's kind of parallel to the straight line that is the Nevada-Utah border. And then you just look over into Utah, and all of a sudden it's like kind of flat farmland really in that area. And then you look the other way and then, oh, look at this mountain and all this like jagged kind of like desert mountain vibes and things. It's really unique. And so that added a cool aspect to it also. But again, out in the middle of nowhere. Number nine on our list is New River Gorge National Park. It's one of America's newer national parks. We visited in May in 2021. And at that point in time, they hadn't even changed the signs yet to say national park yet. It was still like what national forest, national recreation area, or national recreation area. So it was a national park, but they hadn't changed the signs yet. And this is located in West Virginia. It's the only national park in West Virginia, and it's amazing. Like it is so scenic. What most people th see or think of when they think about this national park is there is a huge bridge that spans the the river and the gorge area and that is like one of the most photographed bridges in this part of the usa and it's just going over this beautiful river this river we were able to go whitewater rafting on that's not free but there's a lot of hiking there's a forest around it i hear it's a really good spot to visit in fall because of all of the fall colors oh yeah forest so there's a lot to see and do within this national well, park. Well, it was a national recreation area, again, before it became a national park. And I love how you describe it. You said there's a bridge that goes over this river. Well, the bridge goes over the New River, and it goes over the Large Gorge, hence the name New River Gorge, right? But I really want to go back because when we went, we did the whitewater rafting, which was fucking epic, like epic to do. And like Brittany said, cost money to do. But anywhere else in the park that actually has hiking, we didn't really get to do because our focus was to do the whitewater rafting. All that is going to be free for you. Certain times of the year, they close down the bridge to car traffic and they make it like a little festival where they have vendors and things on it. And you can even look online and see a lot of times when they close the bridge, they have a lot of people that will do base jumping off of the bridge. And they'll even set it up to where they have a catapult and they'll catapult people like off the bridge and launch them and do this. Wow. Yeah. And I would love to go when they have that event where they close down the bridge. It's like bridge day. Bridge day is what bridge it's called. Day. Bridge day. Would you base jump? 
fuck no, I wouldn't face jump. <laughs> but I would love to watch some people actually do it. But I'm sure people have probably seen an image of this bridge before and just not realized what it is or where it is. But it's very significant because when they completed it, it made like a normal two hour drive, two and a half hour drive to get to like some other part of like West Virginia accessible in like five minutes, you know, because you would have to go down the gorge on little narrow roads, mm -hmm. go on a small bridge that crossed the river way below the thousand foot plus gorge and like work your way back up. So it made it quite simple for people to do. So it became famous because of that also, but really fun national park. And I'm not, I'm just going to say it. I never thought I'd have so much fun in West Virginia. <laughs> I'm just hearing that song play in my head, that West Virginia song. Sing it for us. It's like, West Virginia. I, <laughs> I've never heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> There's an important to it. West Virginia. Well, think about the rest of the lyrics and we'll move on to number 10, which is going to be Biscayne National Park. And one of your favorite states, Kim, Florida. Oh, hell yeah, Florida, ending on a high note. But you haven't been to Biscayne. I know. I've been near it, in and around it. Okay, okay. Well, Jamal and I went in May 2019. It's located in Florida, like Jamal said, and it's only 45 minutes outside of Miami. So it's definitely an easy day trip if you're in the Miami area. And what's really cool about it is 95% of the national park is water. So there's really no entrance fee because it's mostly water. But in order to experience what's on the water, you're going to probably have to pay to do some of the activities like snorkel, paddleboard, go on a boat, canoe, kayak, or go like scuba diving. Unless you have your own boat, of course. Right. And we had a full previous episode on this, episode 49, talking about Biscayne. But like you said, Brittany, 95% of it is on water. So if you have your boat, own boat, you could go out. Otherwise, pay for a vendor who's going to take you out, do snorkeling, kayaking, whatever it is that you want to do. But in this area, because quite honestly, Florida waters are tropical waters. Not too far off is the Bahamas when they have all the beautiful coral, nice warm temperatured water. And you're going to experience the same here. And what a great place to actually go and snorkel we didn't see any on this side but in this area you can potentially see manatees also but we had great great snorkeling in this area just seeing the wild sea life and it was just absolutely beautiful and here you are just doing this right outside of miami there were many jellyfish in the water though so we got stung a, a few times and were there any peeing involved here we you were not very subtle very subtle stings from jellyfish that were no larger than the size of a quarter. So like you can feel the, like a little thing hit you and a little tingle and burn, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm in excruciating pain. You got over it eventually. But that was in the area we were in, but really underrated park. And I would highly recommend, I mean, if you are in Miami, there's no reason why you shouldn't do this because one, it's free. Two, go to a national park and you're going to be doing water activities when you're there anyway probably right yeah. why not do this next time i go to miami i'm gonna hit this place up yeah it's definitely worth a visit for sure and that is the 10 that we have for you today but there are other free national parks that we didn't mention in this episode there are several free in alaska and the american samoa but we haven't been to them so we didn't list them today and there are other fee free days to visit any national park. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is a free day. The anniversary of the Great American Outdoors Act, which is in August, is 
the free day, National Public Lands Day, and Veterans Day, you can visit any national park. Hell yeah. Plan your trip around this and really fuck them hard. Oh yeah. I mean, you paid for it with your tax dollars, go to the free national parks here. I mean, you're going to love them. And I learned this too, that the national parks are free for military or veterans. So you can get a free park pass for that. And then if you buy the $80 annual pass, you get the free parks for the rolling year. And Jamal, your mom, she bought a senior lifetime pass. Yeah, I don't think they're still offering it. But at one point, they were offering a lifetime pass for seniors to buy it, and she bought it for like 20 bucks. They've raised the price to 80. They've raised wow. the price to 80, but at one time, not too long ago, maybe three years ago, my mom has a four life national park pass that she got as a senior citizen for $20. But even now, as it stands, 80 for life, I mean, we pay 80 every year to utilize it, but we go to the national parks enough. But 80 for life, you know, when I turn 65, I'm going to get it. When you turn 65, you're going to be a ranger out there working. <laughs> I, I would love to be a ranger. They don't pay them enough. Otherwise, I would maybe think different career path because <laughs> my heart and soul would be at peace working in any one of the national parks. I think it'd be really cool. Kim, it's your favorite time of the episode. Ooh, it's questions of the week. All right. Number one question we have is... Which other free national park do you want to visit next? One that you have not visited yet. Easy one for me. I hope I'm saying this right. It's Kenai Fjords National Park in Alaska. It's where mountains, ice, and ocean meet. So there's like a ton of whale watching and glaciers. Supposed to be super beautiful and scenic. So that's definitely high on my list. You say Kenai? I thought it was Kenai, how you would pronounce it. Kenai, I can confirm. You can confirm it's Kenai. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mine would probably be the same. Any one of the free ones in Alaska, I really want to go out there and experience it. And again, because of its remoteness, obviously they're free for you to go ahead and enjoy. But I think that would be a really cool one because I'm trying to think of what other domestic ones here, like on the main 48 that there are that are free. And I can't think of any others that are on this list that we didn't mention unless... Is Kent my free in Alaska? I don't know if it is, but if it is, that's... Maybe number one, because I want to go there and see the bears when yeah. they're feasting on the salmon and the river. Yes, that would be really cool. I would love to go to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Oh, that's a good one. I love beaches. I love the Caribbean. I love vacations like that. And then your alley, Ken. Sea turtles. Hello. That's all me. I really should have been on that one if it wasn't for our COVID argument. <laughs> well, that's a story for another time, but a uh, funny one nonetheless. But, you know, another good reason for us to go back, because I would love to go back, because when we were there, you can catch ferries that would actually take you to the British Virgin Islands, which are not too far off, because COVID was still going, they were actually closed, so I would love to go there. So, quite honestly, like, if we threw out Virgin Islands again, I could be about it. All right. I could be about it. Question number two. If you had to recommend a national park not to go to, which would they be and why? Dang, that's a hard-hitting question. But I'd have to say Cuyahoga National Park. And I know it's kind of ironic since we listed it here as one of the free ones, and it, it is. is but I feel like we gave a very good disclaimer when we were talking about it, why we felt misled on it. And I think we went during the wrong time. Mm -hmm. And what we're reading is probably from outsiders visiting because... It is kind of a local's place. I mean, it is between two major cities. I bet people in Akron, Cleveland know how to get to those locations that you see those Google images on that look a lot cooler than the places that we saw. 
So because of that, maybe I'd actually put that. You know, even though you all have not given it the rave review, I still want to go. I want to go during fall. Mm-hmm. I want to see those colors. I, I want to believe what you see in Google Images is possible to see there. And I believe it is. We just went during a bad time and we're led astray with whatever research that we saw and some idiot, I'm just going to say it, who's like, avoid the waterfall, go to the ledges. What? The waterfall was way better. So Maybe that was part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, trying to discourage us, huh? Uh-huh. Keep with the water private. Okay. Okay. Kim, is there a national park that you've been to that you would say, ah, you could pass on? I'm trying to think of one that was kind of like, meh. I could think of one that's meh, that might be an unpopular opinion. Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree. Hmm, Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't discourage anybody from going if they haven't visited yet. Neither would I. I've been to it once and, like, I'm not dying to go back. See, I feel like why a lot of people like it is a lot of people from L.A. go out there for, like, camping and looking at the star, which is not, like, a, a bad thing whatsoever. But I think it gets a lot of popularity because of that. And it's kind of like a nice desert nature escape from the hustle and bustle that's L.A. But a lot of rock climbers actually go there because you could do a lot of bouldering. Yeah. So it's popular because of those things, but otherwise, like just as a per- general person, like going to a national park where I'm not doing any one of those things, it just didn't do it for me. So I would say Joshua. That's fair. Well, squaddies, get out there, get into the parks, fuck them hard with a free day. Fuck them hard. And thanks again for tuning into our episode this week. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, anywhere you can be, we are, and send us in your questions of the week. If you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just plain funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast, and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Bye, everybody. Bye.